people looking for happiness without holiness are gonna find only hopelessness. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today, as we are about to Thanksgiving, we're going to stop and talk about the gift of Thanksgiving, one of the most wonderful, amazing times in America. I absolutely love Thanksgiving. I do love the changing seasons, and we live in the Northern Illinois area, and we get all of the seasons in all of their fury and beauty. And so I look forward to the cooler weather, the fall, the leaves, the harvest, and we also look forward to even snow. I like snow for about a day or two. (laughs) I like to ski and snowmobile and ice skate with the grandkids. Anyways, we get all the seasons, and Thanksgiving reminds us of the changes of life. And and we need to stop, no matter what's gone on this year, and say thank you. And I love Thanksgiving because we really only have one to thank, and that's the Lord. And so even those that aren't people of faith, those that might be even atheists, they still have to say thank you. I don't know if they're thanking the air uh, or the God who created the air. They're really thanking God. They just don't realize it. But we, as Bible-believing, born-again Christians, we can thank the one true God, the Savior Jesus, uh, for all that he's done. Just providing salvation is all that he needed to do, but he gives us so much more. And let's stop and say thank you to him on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I'm also excited because tonight on TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, In Grace Television is broadcasting a really fun episode. It's an episode about sowing and reaping, a Thanksgiving episode, but I get to drive a big combine tractor as I was downstate Illinois doing a whole series about planting, and I have some farmer relatives on my wife's side, and so they let me drive the big John Deere combine and sit in the big Caterpillar tractor, and and we just had a wonderful time talking about the biblical principles of sowing and reaping and how that goes along so well with our series this week and even last week. Now, I really think you'll love the In Grace episode talking about harvest and our Thanksgiving episode tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube. When you watch In Grace on YouTube, you can first go to YouTube and search for In Grace. When you find it, go ahead and hit subscribe to our channel and then get alerts. So every time we put out a new video, you'll get a notice. And then if you like the video, put a thumbs up. Those three things really help other people find us. And the gospel's on all of our programs. And so I would love for you to support and pray for and click on In Grace Television and watch tonight on TBN. And then on Friday of this week, we're going to be featuring the audio version of our farm series on harvesting. So you'll look forward to that on Friday and on the weekend edition of In Grace. There's two other things real quick I'd like to mention. Number one, we have a whole group of new listeners in Delaware. We have a new station in Wilmington, Delaware, a VCY station. Welcome to all of you. We're thankful for you. We'd love to hear from someone on that station in Wilmington, Delaware, or the surrounding areas. Please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. And the other thing I'm going to mention before we get into today's message is 
we are excited about going to the Phoenix, Arizona area. Many of you listen on the Phoenix VCY station, and I would love to get to know you, get to meet you. So I'm bringing my wife, my staff, music and food, and we're going to have a wonderful event called Gather in Grace. It's in February, and you can get a free ticket when you go to our website, ingraceradio.com, and then click on Gather in Grace. Why do I love Thanksgiving so much? Well, certainly, turkey has to come into play. My dad was famous for working hard to make the perfect turkey. Usually make two. He would usually make one on the grill, a smoked turkey, and one in the oven. He was always striving for the perfect turkey, the one that was perfect on the outside, crispy brown skin, but still moist on the inside. He tried everything. He tried everything. He, he bought every type of turkey buyable. And, you know, you would think like the, the fresh, never frozen, or the, the grain-fed, or, you know, free-range, or I don't even know what, what out there, but you think that those would be the best, but it turns out he felt like the frozen mass-produced, never-left-their-little-pen, butterball turkeys were the best. I don't know. I never had quite the taste buds that he did, but it was always fun to, to watch him, and, and he'd work so hard at it. And by the time it came time to eat the Thanksgiving meal, my dad would have eaten, sampled so much that he hardly could eat anything else. But, it, you know, I, I really do believe it's important for a chef to taste the food. They say, never trust a skinny chef. Amen? <laughs> I love Thanksgiving because it's hard to commercialize it. I mean, we try. You know, we, we make this big Black Friday thing, and it's already started. It's, it's kind of crazy, right? It, it really is. I've made it a point to never go out shopping on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And if you do, it's fine. You, know, it's, you can get some really good deals, but usually it's deals on something you don't really need. So it's really not a good deal, is it? But Thanksgiving is one of those things that it forces us nationally to stop, to get with friends and family, to really refocus on what's important, and to thank. In order to thank, it necessitates you to humble yourself in order to acknowledge someone else and the, the goodness that that other person has uh, done for you. And in the big scope of things, who are we thanking in America And when we stop on Thanksgiving Day? We're thanking God. Now, that really kills the atheists and the agnostics and the humanists because they don't want to thank God that they don't believe in, but they will call out to him as they're dying. So it forces us to stop and to acknowledge that they're they're are others that we need to show our thanks toward. I called it the Grand American Holiday because it makes us pause and ask ourselves, am I thankful, A, and B, to whom shall I thank? Thanksgiving, therefore, I believe is a gift because it brings us back to reality. It, it snaps us back into what is true. 
that there is someone who has provided us so much. And Thanksgiving is very unique to America. As we often find ourselves traveling on Thanksgiving for some reason to uh, foreign countries, we've had Thanksgivings in Israel and in Fiji and in the Philippines, and we always try to make it Thanksgiving, although these other countries obviously aren't recognizing that day. Maybe they have a, a, a day of Thanksgiving, but most countries don't. This is a very unique American holiday, and I absolutely love that. We've had um, uh, turkey schnitzel a lot in Israel. That was our turkey. Uh, in uh, Fiji, turkey was so expensive, uh, and I would always try to, to make our own Thanksgiving meal because they obviously weren't having one. I went to the store, and I did find a turkey, but it was like $400 for a turkey. Now, that was about 10 years ago, and I guess that's what they cost now here, but uh, <laughs> crazy, isn't it? But I just, I'm not going to pay that much. I'm, I'm a traditionalist, but I'm just not going to pay that much for, for turkey in Fiji. So we had two big chickens for our Thanksgiving and, and tried to do all the other traditional dishes and had a, a lot of fun with the, the Fijian hosts. Uh, we've done it in uh, the Philippines. And when we first started going to the Philippines, it was harder to find a turkey. So I was able to convince uh, one of our missionaries as she was in the U.S. and she was going over to the Philippines the same time Karen and I were to carry a frozen turkey in her suitcase. And she did. And she never said, Pastor, why don't you carry a frozen turkey in your suitcase? She never asked me that. I couldn't believe it. And then in the Philippines, uh, my dad was there one Thanksgiving, and they decided to get a free-range turkey in the Philippines. Now, now these turkeys in the Philippines, you think, you know, American turkeys are tender and all that moist. In the Philippines, they are, they are very tough. And the reason is because they might be free-range, but they're always trying to, to get away from something trying to eat it. So I know my dad cooked that turkey, and he said it was absolutely awful. The toughest, most, you know, it was like turkey jerky, but he didn't, he didn't dry it. So we've had a lot of fun over the years just uh, celebrating this magnificent grand day. But it's, it's an American holiday, and the reason goes back because this great nation was founded upon God and upon the idea of uh, freedom to worship God. And our founding fathers recognized this place as a place that we could worship our creator. They believed in Psalm 100, and, and this is one of the, the most fantastic chapters in the Bible on Thanksgiving. It's one of the songs. And uh, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We have a uh, kindergarten and preschool graduation in this building every year. And I believe this is one of the passages that the children recite. And when they get to this part, it is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. You know, in such innocent, uh, childlike way. But adults... Uh, and, and our world has bought into this idea that we came here by chance. We came here by accident. We are not uh, here by a, a creator. And that's absurd. 
And it says it here, we did not create ourselves. He created us. Uh, He made us. We are his people, it continues in verse 3, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Many people have found out that life hurts. Why is this? And what can we do to heal from these hurtful experiences? Well, I've written a book called Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. It's a book that comes from my personal experiences of family trials, from COVID to the loss of my father, to the loss of my wife's father, to my daughter's marriage dissolving. But God helped Karen and I and our family through these hard times and helped us heal, and God can do the same for you. I'd love for you to get Healing Hurt today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Looking at the history of Thanksgiving in North America, uh, the first recorded celebration of Thanksgiving was in Newfoundland in 1578. There was an English minister by the name of Wolfel who presided. Uh, There was another uh, record of a Thanksgiving celebration in Maine in 1607. In December of 1619, 38 men landed on the banks of the James River near Jamestown, Virginia. And the English captain, John Woodleaf, read a directive from his charter declaring that the day of their arrival and this is, quote, shall be yearly and perpetually kept as a day of thanksgiving to God. So we have a lot of history of thanksgiving here in in North America, but perhaps the the most uh, remembered first thanksgiving was in Plymouth, Massachusetts, in the Pilgrim Settlement, and uh, Governor William Bradford ordered a three-day celebration in October in 1621 in keeping with the biblical instructions in Leviticus 23.39, which is uh, an admonition of the Feast of Ingathering, uh, to give prayerful thanks to God for the blessing of the harvest. And they did that. And I will read to you a declaration from Bradford in a few minutes about thanks and, and what the pilgrims were to do to gather for that Thanksgiving. But it's based on the Old Testament. It's based on the Hebrew Scriptures and the command of God in Leviticus 23:39, also in the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in or you have ingathered the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. This is a biblical principle of, of being thankful at harvest time, when, when we've received all of the, the fruits, the grains, the, the items from the fields, that we would have this time of thankfulness. It's called today the Feast of Tabernacles, and it uh, was about a month ago in Israel. It's also called the Feast of Ingathering, and it's to remind Israel to give thanks at the harvest, but it's also to remind them of the fact that God blessed them in the past, brought them out of slavery in Egypt, got them through the wilderness journey, and into a promised land. 
It was an annual remembrance of God's provision and goodness. Now, we are to be thankful every day, but I think it's wonderful that our founding fathers said we need to be thankful as a nation once a year, and that happens again after the harvest is brought in. I was just in southern Illinois, and uh, my wife's family, cousins and uncles, are farmers, and all of their fields had been harvested, and they had brought in all of their grain. They mainly are soybean and corn farmers, as most of the Midwest is. And I said, how was it this year? And they said it was the best harvest they've ever had. Isn't that amazing? How good God is and how much abundance we have here in this country. And we really feed the world. So we praise God for that. So when Israel would bring in their, their harvest and have this in-gathering, they would be thankful not only that God had provided today, but that God had been providing in the past as they were coming out of Egypt. Right before the Feast of Tabernacles was Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And I believe there's a principle there and something that we need to consider, and we're going to get into this in, in five uh, things that will help us to remember that Thanksgiving is a gift. The Day of Atonement was a day of asking forgiveness and being granted forgiveness as a nation to God. And before you can rejoice, you need to be cleansed, okay? Uh, I believe that's a, a principle. We must remember that rejoicing always comes after cleansing. People looking for happiness without holiness are going to find only hopelessness. So let's remember that as we go through this time of Thanksgiving this year. Someone wrote this, and I think this is perfect. Our power is shut off, and suddenly we become thankful for electricity. Our garbage is not picked up, and suddenly we become thankful for the garbage collector's weekly stop. A good friend dies, and suddenly we discover how much he meant to us. Our water becomes contaminated, and suddenly we appreciate having good water. Why is it, Lord, that we take for granted the uncounted blessings of life until they are removed from us? But sadly, we're really bad at remembering to be thankful. We're really good at forgetting to be thankful. For instance, you love your kids, right? But sometimes they aggravate you. They, they know exactly how to push your buttons. How, where do you think they learned that from, by the way? Okay? So, so are you thankful for your children even when they're aggravating you? Just be thankful. Be thankful that God has gifted you with these, these little ones that you are to be responsible for training them to know God and love God. Okay? So let's go through Psalm 106 and see if we can discover five things that will help us see that thankfulness is a gift from the Lord. Number one, my question is, whom shall we thank? Psalm 106 verse one says, praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks, what? Unto the Lord. So who should we thank? Whom should we thank? The Lord. Okay, it's that simple. It's the Lord. Now, let's go back to the declaration of William Bradford. He said this uh, in 1623. This is three years after their arrival. 
to all ye pilgrims. Insomuch as the great father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and insomuch as he has protected us from the raids of the savages. By the way, if you don't like that word, you probably haven't researched how a lot of the people groups in this land were behaving. Listen, a lot of people have done a lot of bad things, right, in, in history. The only hope we have is Christ. So let me continue. Has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with your wives and ye little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of nine and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November ye 29th of the year of our Lord, 1,623, and the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye Plymouth Rock, there to listen to ye pastor and render thanksgiving to ye almighty God for all his blessings. And I hope ye are excited about hearing the next part of the sermon tomorrow here on In Grace, as it is Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, and we're talking about the gift of Thanksgiving. And I love it that in America, we stop and we celebrate this day where we thank God. To whom shall we be thankful? Of course, that is to the Lord, the one that gives all things. And then tomorrow, we're going to talk about when should we be thankful? How do we prepare for Thanksgiving? And I'm not talking about turkey and potatoes. Why should we be thankful? And who should be thankful? All of these things are found in Psalm 106. And I'm excited about that tomorrow here at our Thanksgiving edition of In Grace. Now, I mentioned to you at the beginning of the program that we have a special In Grace episode tonight on TBN. I want you all to watch it because you're going to watch me driving a big combine. As we're talking about the harvest, we're talking about thankfulness, and I hope that you'll watch that. Or anytime on YouTube, just search for In Grace. I'm also excited because we have a matching gift challenge happening right now. Every gift that comes into In Grace to make sure we're able to minister to help people grow in Christ and to also share the gospel across the land through broadcast and podcast and digital media. We need your help. We can reach so many more together than we can alone. When you invest in grace, first of all, your investment is safe from stock market going up and down, from somebody stealing it, from you know a collapse of the financial markets. Your investment is safe in heaven. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, your gift will be doubled right now. Now, let me give you a third reason to give to InGrace. Because, of course, more people are going to hear the gospel and your gift is secure in heaven. But I'm also going to send you our latest resource, a brand new book that I wrote called Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. And I'll tell you a lot of the personal things that have happened in my life, my wife's life, our daughter's life, that have caused great pain in the last three or four years and how we've recovered 
with the Lord's help and with Scripture's help, and I'm going to share those things with you in this book, Healing Hurt. My thank you for your gift to Ingrace this month. So I would love to send this to you. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. Because of the lateness of the day or the holiday, you might not get an operator. Go ahead and leave a voicemail and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Or anytime, day or night, Thanksgiving or not, you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. Click on the Healing Hurt book, and there you can make a gift of any amount. Remember, your gift is going to be doubled, and you'll get this book on recovering from the pain, the hurt of life. What can God do? And the miracles that God does in our hearts, Healing Hurt really puts it all together in one place. Contact us today. Many people have found out that life hurts. Why is this? And what can we do to heal from these hurtful experiences? Well, I've written a book called Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. I'd love for you to get Healing Hurt today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.